Thank you very much, Mr. Newsom. Here Thank we are live on the Monday evening. The Wild Card Show, which is presented to you by Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. Today it is June 13th, 2022. And as usual, this is a simulcast for the conference call. We wait for more people to call in. My name is Gijs Minderhout, located in Northern California. And we welcome you all. I don't know what's going to happen during the show tonight. Let's wait for a way to call in. And then we'll know. Right after the wild card, the one-hour show, we go over to our daily Whole Planet Healing Conference call, where we group together on the online and put issues of concern into the love light, like the earthquakes, volcanoes, and many other global issues that we want to live by to. We also open up the mics during the call for you to have the opportunity, if you're on the phone line, to put specifics into the love life, if you want to. We also listen usually to a past fragment of a channeling by Terry Brown, which is being read by Bonnie, who's located in Corona, California, and she usually chooses something from the website thespiritchannel.net, where there are many conversations that Bin has had with our brothers and sisters from the Elohim and or the Ra group. And, and Jennifer goes over the current state of the planet regarding earthquakes and volcanoes. And as she goes over those areas of current activity, we as a group send calming energies. Also, our brothers and sisters from the Elohim group are present energetically. They don't communicate to us during the whole planet healing sessions, but they are there to support our intention. Hope for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. <clears throat> so after this one-hour show, if you want to hang in there, BBS will broadcast the whole planet healing conference call on, on Mondays and also on Wednesdays. And 
if you want to participate on other days, you can do so by calling in to the conference call and the numbers you can find also at thespiritchannel.net. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Hello, hi. It's Bonnie in California. Good evening, Bonnie. Welcome, honey. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And we are at 6.01 Pacific time. Let's wait for when to call in. And I thank you for being here, participating. As we are here with a few people now on the phone line, we can dispense love and healing energies to Terry Brown, our beloved sister. Welcome to the next caller. Thank you for being here. The next caller, welcome. Please say the name and location. It's Wynn in Sedona. No, Wynn in welcome. Cottonwood. Welcome. Hi, Wynn. Hey. All right. And we are live on BBS Radio. If you just joined in online through BBS, we welcome you. We're going to start. What time is it? Is it time to start? Until two. Huh? Did you copy? 602. 602. Right. Okay. In the meantime, 603. I see it. I see it on my cell phone. <laughs> Good. And yes, we're live on BBS. You know, we're going to do an experiment tonight. That, Good evening. Um, Welcome. If you want to, feel free to say the name and location. Of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. I like experiments. Pardon me? I like experiments. Yeah. Just let me know once once you uh, want to get going, right? All right, the things are off. And I'm ready. Muted. It's June 13th. Here we go. The recording has started. This is June 13th, 2022. Win free in Cottonwood, Arizona. And as those of you know who are on our calls regularly, my partner Terry is in the hospital right now. And they're trying to figure they're trying to figure out what's going on with her. 
and um, she's had low energy for the last few weeks, and um, we had one of those little gadgets called an oximeter, which clamps onto your finger, and it was showing her um, oxygen level in her blood was really low. And that's when I took her to emergency to see what was going on. And um, they sent her to the hospital. And it's been about three days now. And they still don't know what's going on. Um, they're doing tests. And I guess we just have to sit through it. She's usually on my calls all the time. And, of course, Terry is a person who channels the Elohim. And we've been doing it for 20 years now. And... Channeling the Elohim is like nothing else. You know, for those of you who have been followers of channeling, and this, of course, the first, the first channel to really get into public awareness was Edgar Casey, and. Uh, And he was incredible. He was able to diagnose people's illnesses with medical precision. He was able to um, tell people what they did in past lives that's affecting them in this lifetime. And through his life, he did like 15,000 readings and his children opened up a library and people came to study him. He has been the beginning of getting a, a reputation. People would study his transcripts and then write books about them. Eventually, there was a book called The Sleeping Prophet that became a New York Times bestseller. So when I was younger, I studied a lot of Edgar Casey, And um, I was very scientific. And his work was credible enough to me to get me through my scientific side and say this guy had to be real. Little did I know, many years later, I had a personal relationship 
with someone who was probably the most loving person I had ever met. And 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 she she and I did projects together. We used to go sell things at um swap meets, street fairs and other places. And then eventually I met the reincarnation, a person who I believe to be the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, who was channeling. I wrote a book about it, which is still for sale on Amazon called The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And if you're listening on BBS and you know who Edgar Casey was, you'll be very interested in this book. The guy became quite famous, as a res- partially famous as a result of the book. And after the book came out, he didn't want to tell people he was Edgar Casey anymore. He didn't want to channel anymore. And the book still did well. Now, I have to apologize because my tone level is a little low because Terry is in the hospital. And her energy was kind of low today. And um, I was hanging out in her room for a couple hours. And I just came out into my car to do this call. Last night we did a call. And I was in the hallway of the hospital. And the security eyes, you could hear all that with security, right? Yes, we could. Security said, it's time to leave. You can't be here anymore. So kind of in the middle of the call, I left. And uh, so today, I'm staying away from security. I'm in my car. And I'm not very interesting, but maybe I'll get that way. I said I was going to do an experiment. And, you know, we have been talking to an intelligence. And for the first time, if you're hearing this, They're hard to describe because they don't have bodies. They're like energy bubbles of pure awareness at the highest level of the universe matrix. And they call themselves the Council of Elohim. 
And they say, when I, I always say they say, because I don't repeat this as truth, even though at this point I believe it, it's true. We've had thousands of sessions with them. And the way it started was in 2002, I, Terry and I were sleeping together in a little apartment in Los Angeles. And in the middle of the night, she asked me to get a tape recorder out, which I did. And I started asking questions. Mm -hmm. And they would answer each question very carefully in a way that made a lot of sense. And the questioning got deeper and deeper based on all the answers to the previous questions. And one of the things I asked them was, how do you connect with this realm? And they said that they, they can project light energy and touch people with it. And I didn't understand that. What does it mean to project light energy? I didn't know if it was true. I didn't have an experience of it. But then in 2004, I gave my first talk on my book at a little expo in San Diego. And I could see this energy flooding into the room, and it was as if it was dancing around people's heads. And when my talk was over, Carrie was outside selling our books, and people were rushing out of the room, lining up to buy books. And Carrie said, what are you doing in here? These people are all rushing out, saying they could see auras. They could see light in the room. And I didn't have a clue what it was. So the next day, I did a session with this Elohim source. And I asked them if they could explain the energy that was in the room. And their answer surprised me because they said, that was us. We were helping you. 
And I remembered the session that they had done maybe three months earlier than that when I asked them how do they interface with this realm and they answered and they said we project light energy into this realm and now I had an experience of it I knew exactly what they meant and um, we've been doing that ever since on these calls they project energy to the people on the call people start having little miracles and sometimes big miracles and it's been an ongoing phenomena that I'm sure is real. And early on I said I wanted to try an experiment. And I don't know if tonight is the best night to do this experiment. Just because my energy is so low and because I'm worried about Terry. But let me, let me, let me, can you open the mics a second? I, Unmuted. I want to ask you, you are on the, our phone line and this is a conference phone line that's being broadcast on BBS radio. And I want to ask you, have, have, have any of you experienced this energy that the Elohim say they project into this realm? Not not as light. Pardon me? Pardon me? Not as a light uh, form, but as a culture energy. How, how do you experience it, Heise? Well, just as a feeling mm -hmm. um, and in the body, but not as, as visual light. Uh-huh. Anyone else have an experience of it? It's Ken from Mississauga. I had, when I put a request in for healing for my brother, I felt the big waves. And when they read the name, like, I was like, poof, like something pushed me over. They were looking at uh -huh. me. And I, 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 I'm actually getting with the more and more do the calls, I probably come and call in two, three times a week. The more and more I do the calls, I, I, everybody... You explained at one time that they help when they do the channeling. I thought, you know, they're like my. You said it like a week later. I thought, you know, they're like my friends. Like we're, you know, like we're neighbors. Called like, and I thought, yeah. Then you said it, um, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just trying to tell. I'm trying to get people, more people, to call in and 
I don't know, maybe we're unusual people. We're more willing to accept the Spirit, that God really wants to talk to us, or the Spirit wants to really help us. They want us to help us and let us know that ask for their help. And I just, I'm telling people, like, listen to the call. This guy's doing groundbreaking. And I, I don't know if I even think people go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No one calls. I don't know. Although my wife says this with me, and, and my mother will the calls with us. But I really uh, think what you're doing is fantastic. I, I Every week, I think, I listened to the calls for two years before I called in. I, I'm just very grateful what you and Terry are doing. And that's why I also want to maybe on the healing thing, or the whole lot of healing, I want to maybe give you some energy to get your energy up and help support Terry as well. You guys do so much for everybody. You're doing a lot for the planet. I mean, you're you're doing this whole thing. I'm sure it's helping. I just, I'm really, really and grateful that, you, what you got. I know it is. You know, you know, Kathleen, who comes to our calls regularly, Kathleen, you're not on tonight, are you? Kathleen, who comes to the calls regularly, has a psychic that she, she goes to the channels. Um, channels some wise being in the lower realms. And she asked a question about if we're having an impact on the calls. And they told her, he told her, yes, we're really helping the earth and we're really making a difference with earthquakes and volcanoes. And, uh, I mean, we've had certain times when, and I don't think you were on a call during these times. Did you ever hear about the uh, hurricane? That I heard I you talk about saw? it. You told yeah. me about it. That I don't think I was calling in. No. no, that was a few years ago. Probably five years ago or something. Four years ago. I think I list, I heard it on uh, Coast to Coast. I'm talking about. They were really surprised how the hurricane came down. Mm-hmm. People could, couldn't believe it. And that was you guys yeah. doing that. Well, you know, what happened was this Hurricane Gustav that was barreling down on New Orleans, and all the news reports were that it was going to hit New Orleans with the same volatility as Hurricane Katrina, which literally devastated the city, caused everyone to evacuate. And it was on a Sunday we did this. And we put the hurricane in the light with the request that its damage be minimized. And something happened that never happened before. Terry started talking, and it really wasn't, we weren't doing official channeling. But Terry started talking, and she said, the Elohim are paying attention to the hurricane, and they're communicating with the hurricane. And the hurricane, 
had a consciousness. And now I was never aware, never occurred to me, that a hurricane has a consciousness. But that's what they said. And that the only way to reduce the impact of that hurricane was the hurricane had to agree to let them help move its energy to Mount Shasta and to Sedona. And so they were talking to the hurricane and they were showing the hurricane all these lights in the shore of people praying. This is what Terry said. And that um, they're having a dialogue for about 10 minutes and finally, they said, Hurricane Gustav agreed to let us move some of the energy to Sedona and some to Mount Shasta, where there were people during the call. And um, after the call, I immediately went on the internet to see, since all the news was saying it was going to hit really bad, suddenly the news reports were that it was going, it had reduced its power. And uh, it was inexplicable because it was supposed to get stronger, not weaker. And um, it got weaker. And by the time it hit, New Orleans, it was a tropical storm. And after they did what they did, I was thinking, this isn't going to work, and it's probably going to reduce my credibility. Because they, they said in no uncertain terms that it would be not a problem. So, later I asked him, I said, you mean if we didn't do that, it would have hit full force? And they said it would have. And there was, the news was saying that there was no reason for it to do that. And that uh, it should have increased in strength and done what was predicted. That was the first time I had an event like that happen that I validated. And that I knew that they could do that. But they don't just do everything you say. There has to be... It has to be meet a certain criteria. Like being the highest good of all, all concerned. And well, the hurricane itself, will. the hurricane itself, that all, maybe I'm going to do damage, like you said, eh? I'm going to hurt people. Yeah. Well, that's, that was... Who would have 
Who would have known a storm has a has a consciousness? Never thought of it. Mm-hmm. I think I well, think I'm, you've done a lot. I, I think you've helped a lot of people. Like even some of the messages that other people are listening to apply to me or other people. There's, you're doing a lot of good things. I, I I just wonder if there's somehow we could get a break your energy healing area once and for all. Put this past us and help the doctor. Imagine they're listening to the call anyways, even with Terry not challenging, right? They can hear their pain. Yeah. Well, you know, we have, you know, we, have we have 175,000 hits to the Spirit Channel. Wow. So a lot of people are listening. I'm going to see if I can get some local... I'm going to see if I can get some local... Someone to call... Maybe local media around in Canada an interview you were, I don't know what, because I, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I, I you just, know what, Ken? Um, I will, I will, have, I have you in my basket list to have a conversation with. Because or to bring you up here one day, when, when Terry gets better, maybe do a call, I don't know, some kind of, I don't know, in Canada or I think well, many people, many people be interested in hearing you. I, 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 we, we have a lot of open-minded Sikhs here that sort of believe in what you're doing. I, I have Sikh friends that I mentioned. Actually, I'm going to get my friend to start listening. He, I was telling Sikh? what you're doing. Did you say Sikh? Yeah. Does Sikhs not listen like, to more spirit like, guides? Yeah, Sikh. No? Chirpal Singh? Yeah. Part of his group? They wear turbans. I'm not sure. I, have a, I don't know. I don't know much about Sikhs. So I got a few Sikh friends. Just there's lots of Sikhs in Brampton. Just, Brampton's mm-hmm. just north of Mississauga. It's joining in the north, other end. It just there's a street that you know a couple streets up from us, the edge of Mississauga, Brampton. And they seem to be very spiritual people, from what I gather. I mean, I don't know. Well, they are. I they are. But I, I'm very I'll tell you very loving. Like, like, like most. You never know. You never know when you're going to... The most surprising people get reached. And, you know, I, I, was, I lived in, in Los Angeles. And the guy who was head of the Sikhs lived, you know, about a mile from me. Okay. And they had a Sikh coffee shop there that I used to go to. And they had a Sikh yoga studio that was quite near me. And, you know, I, I saw those people all the time. I said hello to them. They liked me. I liked them. And what I find is I have to put something out that tells my story to the general public. Because... The more, see, the one the one aspect of this that I don't like is that the more that I somebody feels my energy, the more they get interested in what I do. Okay, and otherwise it. In, Intimidates people. It they're scared of having to be a follower. They think it's a cult, and they don't understand it. You know, they no, don't spend I, enough time. 
you're very you treat everybody equal. You don't put yourself above even the, the member, like the groups that call in. You're like you treat everybody equal. I know, like you're very. And I said to people, like I, I tried to donate a little bit every month, and I, I said, you know what? Even though I'm not as good financially, but I, even something thirty, forty dollars a month or anything to try support. And I said to a couple of my friends, this guy's not doing this for money, but he needs money to operate. A little bit of money. He got expenses, BBS. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're you're not a. You gave up. I mean, you've been. You're not making money. If you gave up careers or whatever jobs to do this, to do for the better people, and I, I just, I think you're in a real. I really feel the next little while you're going to break through finally, and you're going to get noticed. And, and it's it's not because yeah. you get noticed, but more people. It's not about the group itself. It's for people can realize, hey, God is actually here. It's not a religion. God wants to talk to us. They chose you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe they realized you weren't going to try commercialize. That's why they chose you. They, they, like you said, all these years they didn't pick anybody. So I think it's just a matter of time that they want to get the message out. They got to go through people and say, "Hey," because religions have distorted the truth a lot of times. You know that all the Bible things stories. My wife was telling me that when I, I know. first met her. How they distorted the fear that I'm Catholic in the Catholic Catholic Church when I went to Catholic school. You're going to go to hell, and you're going to burn if you don't listen or don't do this. That's not the right message. Mm-hmm. And they use that fear factor. And religions do that. And you're not a religion, and you're not trying to start a religion, and you're just trying to pass the message on from. And I and I 100% believe what that you're channeling. I just almost can't believe it. Though. I mean, I believe it, but it's like this is magical. It's it's like unreal. My wife is very psychic. She. She totally believes it. She's uh, had some dreams where she goes to different dimensions and that in her dreams and that. She was telling me. Does she listen to the Elohim? Oh, yeah. She's listening right now. All right. She, she Hi, then. Uh, Hi. Say hello. Hi. I'm going to send you a picture that she had from her dream. I'll take a picture and just email it to you one day. You'll see some of her mm-hmm. so I didn't want to wake up. It was so beautiful. It was it's the, the music not from this planet. Yeah, she. It was so beautiful music. Doesn't belong to this planet. I never heard. I was. I didn't want to wake up, but I woke up. Look. I didn't want to leave. It, it was so beautiful, and the strings from the sky to the earth. You see them and you don't see them. Like a breeze, a wind is making the music. But uh, moving those strings, you see them and you don't see them. And they are like silver, silver and gold and pewter. Mm-hmm. But you don't see them. They come and go. Like now tell me, mind. how did you intend me? We met on the beach one day. We both had a bad day. I was going to go to my office, turn left. I was leaving late in the day, my office in Scarborough. And she had a, was living with some lady here, and she didn't like it. So we both changed our direction and went to the beach at the same time. And I just started talking to her. I didn't really, she was sitting at the bench, and she didn't have a good day. And we just started chatting, just kind of casually. And then I went, so we should go, we started talking. I said, let's go, I'm going to go for coffee or eat something. And she said, sure. And she be, we went and ate something in Port Credit, where we're close to where we live now. And then we just kind of became friends for the first month. We weren't really... 
both trying to start her life so at the time. She she was diagnosed with MS a couple years earlier, and and, and she could she had to quit her job because she literally couldn't stand up, like collapsing at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was working sixty seventy hour weeks. She was collapsed. She said to the boss on Monday, I'm, "I'll give me my two weeks notice." On Friday, Thursday, she goes, "Friday's my last day," or "Today's my last." I can't remember. It was like three days later. I can't make it another day. And she said, "I had to literally put my feet in the car." And then she uh, relaxed, and she took time off work, and uh, and did painting and that. Now she doesn't have any stress, so I need better. But uh, I really want to get this, uh, really hope that uh, somehow we can get this group energy together and really help Terry, and and help Mm -hmm. ask the help team to help the doctors to figure out what's wrong. We can maybe put that yeah. word in my now. Yeah, she needs energy. She needs when energy. You, yeah. When you work with people, you get drained. You use your body. Your body suffers. Maybe even, yeah, maybe even like I was telling you guys to maybe you're doing this call, but maybe do a little less challenge in the future, or take the odd week off, and maybe have someone just run replays, maybe. Like both of you, because yeah, you well, never get a break. Yeah, well. I'm just saying. I mean, it's. I love the replays. You have some good volunteers, and maybe just totally because you're putting 120 percent in. I mean, if you want to, but I'm just saying maybe both of you guys to start take a couple few weeks off later one day or. Well, you know, Terry, 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 Terry does not know very well how to relax. Okay, she watches. She watches YouTube's. And uh, um, and I feel like you know people people are start people are holding the energy for it now. And if I don't show up, the people hold the energy, and it's there. And uh, because what I need to do is take time. And I've been trying to do this now for months. Take time to do some writing, to talk about what we do. And and write it in such a way that people say, see, I know if, if I write it in such a way where people connect with me, they will connect with the work, you know? And it's like, you can talk about the Elohim, and it gets so far out so fast that people go unconscious. And it's like, even I was unconscious when it first started happening. How do I know they're real? How do I know I trust them? How do I know they're not tricking me in some way? And they're not negative. I mean, I asked myself those questions for a few years. And you're scientific guy. And I, and I understand yeah. you. You're you're not an easy swung guy. I mean, no. And you're very more knowledgeable. I mean, the technical end. I I never realized you had technical radio background. And uh, mm-hmm. you're doing a really good. And I'm really glad what you're saying, because I think what you said about taking time to try to organize it better with the writing and. Really, really, yeah. I'm really impressed what you've done so far. I mean, 
it's uh, I, we we all, all of us that call in really appreciate it. We all do. I do. I, and and you know what? If you help one person every week, or and you are, you're helping a lot of people because they're getting good messages. You know, you know the Raw Group said that if we reach one person, we're overjoyed. Really reach somebody. And um, that's like a million souls on the other side. And that's all they want to do is reach people. And it's not easy. And they have to pick people really carefully who they talk to, who becomes their their uh you know their 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 grounding in this realm because people are just so quick to become messiahs and gurus and and it it it's like that that's in violation of the law of one to create a hierarchy my my mom was uh very deeply doing praying and healing people back in the 80s, I think when I, uh, no, in the 70s, like prayer groups, they had a big Catholic group. But then I mentioned about your group, and she's listened a couple times to this. But she goes, yeah, I, I believe him. I, I, I like what he's doing. And I've been buying some of the books. I bought I bought that book. I think I'm going to buy that hardcover book for her, too, Reincarnation of um, Matthew, her, for her, the hardcover. Like you said, it'll be kind of a collector's item. Did, did you read the reincarnation of Edgar Casey? No, I want to buy that one too from you. <laughs> you should. I'm going to buy that one. You should. I'll, I'll, I'll send you link. Just get organized. I was thinking about that after you were talking about it today. I want to start. I mean, I you know, that book, that was a really tough book to write because David was scared shitless about it, you know? And... He was 28 years old when I met him. Okay. Okay. And he was—he didn't know how to stand in Casey's shoes in a neutral way. And he either sounded egotistical, uh, and he—he he didn't appear to be the way that people thought Casey was. And you know, I'll tell you. A couple of things I, that I, I don't, learned. I don't like him. Watching his videos, I kind of don't like him. No, he... Well, I, I'll tell you what happened. What happened was he was 28 years old, and he was very smart. And um, he realized he was the reincarnation of Casey. Okay. And it started out when a friend of his came over and said he was channeling already, and he didn't know who he was channeling. And his friend told him, you look like this guy. Look at this. And then David investigated it and started investigating and studying Casey. And in Casey's readings, it was indicated that the priest would return in 1998, oh. and the priest they were, the priest they were referring to was an earlier lifetime of Casey, 
in Egypt uh, 10,000 oh. years ago. And Casey went into great detail in his readings on that particular life. And they didn't say Casey would return. They said the priest would return. Oh. It was interesting. But it, 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 it came up when they were talking about Casey's previous lifetime as the priest. They said he would return in 1998 and maybe a liberator of the world. And it got into Wilcox's mind that he was supposed to be a liberator of the world. Oh. And, that he had, and he had to get a lot of attention to do that, right? And when he when he started doing things like uh, to get attention, he 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 stopped channeling. I thought he was going to go back to channeling, but he didn't. And his, you know, if you read the book, his channelings are brilliant. You know, I'll send you one of his channelings, and you'll you'll appreciate it. Wasn't exactly like Casey's channelings. It was more, how would I, esoteric, philosophical. Now the thing of the thing I learned about channeling a group soul is that, and Carla Rucker said, I learned a lot from Carla Rucker because they told her that they needed three people present holding the energy to channel them. And one of them was Carla. One of them was Don Elkins, who would ask the questions. And the other one was Jim McCarty. And... The, Don Elkins was a university professor at the University of Kentucky, and um, he was fascinated by channeling. And he did a weekly channeling channeling group at his house, and had people come over, and he would get them to channel. And most of most of them were channeling. Uh, discarnate entities or or interdimensional angelic beings, etc. At one point, he was asking questions, and suddenly Carla went unconscious. She phased out, and um, she uh, started channeling in a trance mode and this voice came through her that said I am Ra and we have come to you come to you to your group because your group has a high enough level of service orientation and uh, and you can hold the energy for us to come through and then Don Elkins, who was the university professor, started asking the most esoteric questions. 
and they would answer them. And this went on for about three years, and it was like an epic work. And um, David had come across Carla's material, and he slipped out over it, and he thought he was channeling the same raw. And you know, you know, you heard me say it a million times. Ra was a group soul made up of graduates of this realm, right? Yeah. And you know, when I first started studying Wilcox, I read every one of his channelings that were posted, and he kept referring to Carla's work. And um, I made it my point to study Carla's work. And then I went to meet Carla when she was doing a talk in Laughlin, Nevada. And I was still trying to believe that there really was such a thing as a raw group. I mean, uh, I knew David's channelings were very profound and deep. But it's like the story of where they were coming from, that there's a group soul made of graduates of this realm that graduated, that had bodies on Venus. I said, how do I know I can believe that? And the one thing that was the straw that broke the camel's back was... I was where I had studied a lot of Edgar Casey's material. And I remember that in this story of this Egyptian priest, uh, Rata, that Casey indicated that Rata was doing miracles of healing and built the pyramid, the Great Pyramid, by some kind of levitation. And I said, I mean, that's pretty far out. I don't know if I believe that, but it's, I read it years ago. And then in Carla's sessions, Ross through Carla talked about a raw indicated that they came upon an Egyptian 10,000 years ago that they had an affinity with and that they manifested light bodies that people could see and walked amongst the people and that um, they built the pyramids by levitation. And eventually they decided that what they did was not good. And they indicated that they were sharing all this esoteric knowledge with people. And the priesthood was very jealous because people were losing their power uh, uh, that they gave to the priests. And so when Rata died, the priest took over the teachings of Ra 
and turned them into secret societies. So, since I had studied Casey, and I knew the story of Rata, and Casey never talked about a group soul, and and never he, he talked about healings that Rata was doing, and the pyramids coming about through levitation. And when I read the the record material, it was a clincher. I said, this has got to be real. This is too too much um, correlation. And that's when I decided to write the book, to introduce Ra to the world. And then while I'm writing the book, I meet Daphne, and she starts channeling. And after six, she was going crazy, and she left me, and then Terry comes over, and Terry starts channeling. And they jumped from Daphne to Terry. And initially, when Daphne was channeling, I looked at it like I had a uh, a very talented girlfriend who could do that. And then when they jumped over to Terry, I said, seems to me they're tracking me and they really wanted to get me on board, you know? And... But I had to convince myself that Terry was legitimate. And I did. I mean, I can tell you know, aside from, you know, the real, the real, the really important thing is the messages and getting the vibratory connection with these group souls. But the story of the way it happened to me I mean, at one point, somebody introduced me to a guy by the name of Barry Morrow. And Barry Morrow was a Hollywood screenwriter who wrote the movie Rain Man and won an Academy Award. And we met for a few years working out how to turn my story into a movie. And I thought that's the way it was going to get out into the world. But it didn't happen. Because I had to make the movie happen. I could use his name, I could open doors, and I was not strong enough to do it. Plus, I'm living with Daphne at the time, and Daphne was having panic attacks all the time. And I used to think to myself, if I'm talking to the Elohim, why is she having panic attacks? Why aren't they protecting her? That's what I thought. And I didn't understand how it worked. Now I know. Now I know why she was having panic attacks. And, um, you know, for a period of time, I thought, you never heard Daphne Channel. Did you, Ken? Sorry, I had been muted. 
No, I never. I heard some replays from you. I think. Mm-hmm. Thank you, but, uh, but I never actually. I just yeah, I heard some just from the the calls. I think you replayed with her. I think. I mean, uh, she's a more dramatic, a, a more dramatic channel than Terry. Yeah. Not a better channel, but more dramatic and uh, yeah, more impressive, more easier, easier to influence the public. You know. Okay. And yeah. Ter- Terry, Terry is more reserved and shy, but she's also got a higher degree of service to other, in my opinion, yeah. than Daphne. And uh, and I mean, I don't think Daphne could have channeled the all the, the depths. Didn't Terry come from the Crystal Realm or something? Terry? Yeah, she's from the Crystal Realm, she said, I think. Well, she's been everywhere. She was an Elohim at one point. Yeah, pretty high. She she really uh, giving a lot to the service. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Of all of her her lifetimes, this is the one where she's making her most amazing impact. You know? And, uh, I mean, truthfully, she has a legacy. And if something happens to her, I will continue every much as I am now with this work. I mean, all of those channelings can be compiled into some great books that... um, you know, I'm the one that has to do it. I mean, but, I, I you, have know, a you might be able to get, she'll get, she'll get better. I, I have a feeling she'll get better. Yeah. I think, because you know why she's going to get better? Because the people on the group here are pushing for her to get better. If it's meant yeah. to be, I guess. Well, you know, she almost died four years ago. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I, re- I knew, but I remember, I just started, List following you about that time when she got sick. I remember hearing about it. And then I didn't really know until only a few weeks ago really what happened when you said about Kimberly Meredith, the Kimberly that healed, helped heal her. Well, Kimberly healed her, and then eventually doctors healed her. And uh, I got Kimberly's uh, book. I, I met her on Coast to Coast, too. <laughs> yeah. I heard of her. Kimberly and I became, Kimberly and I became good friends. And um, I want know, my brother to have a session with her with it with his for his neck. He's got a a benign tumor on his neck. And I want him to call and yeah. book an appointment. She's not very, she's not very greedy. She's a very very reasonable person. Ben, open. We have to go to whole planet healing. Sorry, you know. Hi, I'm sorry. Keep, I'm sorry to tie up the whole call I, here, but I enjoyed this, well, this no, conversation. Can you can you saved me because I was so tired. And, uh, hi, play a replay. I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. Okay. Sir. Yeah. All right. Thanks for, and, thanks uh, for doing it today though. So when, and we're going to really try, he hold, hold you, hope you guys, uh, or hope we're going to pray and we're going to do the, and hope that you guys get better. Both of you guys get energy. You get well, energy. I'm not sick. I, I'm just worn out from, you know, uh, 
going to the hospital every day. And the other night, I was up like half the night when she went to emergency. You know, let's so, just one other uh, one other intention before we go though. Let's all everybody in the call. Let's put together. Let's the Elohim guide our doctors to find out how to heal her. All right, Whatever thank you, Ken, and thank you, and thank you, Ben. We're going to go over to our whole planet healing conference yes. show, and BBS yes. will broadcast you, that call as well. I'm so going to go thank on Thank you, Wynn, for doing this tonight. In case you're listening on BBS radio, just hang in there for a moment. BBS is going to call in to the other conference call to broadcast today's whole planet healing conference call session. Thank you all. Healing. All right, you're live on BBS Radio. Roger, Austin. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, hi BBS Radio. Welcome. Hi, hi. Good to be back. It's good to be back on BBS. Mm-hmm. Welcome to everybody on BBS, the whole planet healing. Welcome to whole planet healing. Who do you like to say your name and location? Hello, Antonio. Hi, Sierra. Hello, everyone. Hi, hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to see your name and location? Joan. Dolan Springs. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. Welcome hi, Joan. Hi, Ken. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? What was that? Sounded like a bear. (laughs) Is that Lily? Oh, BBS is here? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. No, she's still outside. I've got to mute myself and get her in. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Who's going to do the invocation? Bonnie, are you available? I am here. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Yeah, positive greetings, Antonio, from Sedona. It's Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Positive free. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. All right. So it is 7.05. Thank you all for being here. The phone lines will be... Muted. And Jackie, I'll wait for you. Here I am. Hello. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you for being here. And Bonnie will do the invocation, right, Bonnie? You're muted at this point. Um, yeah, so Bonnie will unmute herself here briefly, I hope. And neither Wynn nor Terry will be present at this Copeland healing session, Jackie. So um, it will be... Bonnie, 48, invocation, 
and calling him the light. And then back to Bonnie after that also for the reading of the transcript. Are you Jennifer, doing a and then and then at the end we do a replay. We do a re okay. we do a replay for the visualization. Yes. Awesome. Great. All right. Okay. So, Jackie, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. All. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Monday, June thirteen of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call. Well, it's Monday and we cherish Mondays because we have the pleasure of sharing our call with our BBS radio family of listeners. And believe me when I say, when trying to raise the consciousness of our planetary matrix, we need all the assistance we can get. So thank you all for joining us tonight. And since we often have new listeners tuning in on BBS radio, I'd like to explain why we think the Whole Planet Healing Call is extra special among the conference calls. And one of the reasons why is this. You know, the sources that Wynne spoke about in the previous hour well, these same sources have indicated that they are paying attention to our efforts to heal the planet as well as associated issues that concern us and that they will add their energy to our efforts as long as the principle of the highest and greatest good for all is observed. And a great example of this is uh, what wins recounted in the previous hour when he talked about Hurricane Gustav in 2007, when the Elohim addressed the consciousness of the hurricane and negotiated an agreement with Gustav to redirect its powerful energy to areas that needed an energetic stimulus, and then uh, thereby saving New Orleans from another catastrophe like they had a couple years earlier. So we see the Whole Planet Healing Call as an opportunity to be of service every evening, and so it is so valuable to have you all here tonight um, adding your energy to our efforts. So get comfortable, push aside any distractions, and let's get started by welcoming Bonnie from Corona, California, who will recite our invocation tonight, requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts. Bonnie? Thank you. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each and every one of us and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating out from the center of the universe through the galaxies, 
through other solar systems, through our galaxy, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and anchored into the planet. And right now we invoke a group energy connection between those on the line, those on BBS radio, and we invite our sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us as we co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Miss Jackie. Thank you, Bonnie. Well, this is the point in in our call when we usually hear from Wynn and Terry. And tonight we'll turn the tables on them. We will be checking in on them energetically later on in our call when we are putting things into the light. So we're going to quickly now just go straight to Bonnie again from Corona, California. And Bonnie's familiar. Yes, yes. May, may instead of uh, may may I say a few things uh, regarding the interview we had with Dr. Friedman? Absolutely, just, that would uh, be fantastic. Just some words of encouragement. The notes I made yesterday. Uh, if you want to listen to it, it was very interesting to hear Dr. Friedman um, being interviewed, and he believed, and I believe so too, that he was the reincarnation of Matthew, the disciple of Yeshua slash Jesus. And a few of the things that Dr. Friedman mentioned yesterday were, you are never separated from God, never, ever. So you may you may feel like you are, maybe lots of times, but God is within you. And he also said some of the one of the most powerful things you can say is I am peace or I am in peace because the word I am is something very powerful. And he also said, your attitude is extremely important. So I just want to leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jackie. Yes, thank you so much. And you you, um, kind of distilled the essence of the law of one. You know, we are all energy, we're all connected, and uh, our emotions are so important. And I think yesterday in that interview, you even said that we become peace. We just become the peace, and that's how we achieve it. So um, thank you, Hyde, so much. And 
Heist mentioned the interview, but also on the spiritchannel.net, um, there are several thousand um, channeled messages in addition to uh, other items like the one Heist just mentioned. And Bonnie's become familiar with many of these messages, and she chooses something from these archives or a compatible resource to share with us every evening on this call. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Okay, we are going to visit a call that took place on April 27, 2011. And this was a Wednesday night call of questions and answers. And after Wynn calls in the light, then we have a series of questions that are asked that people have submitted. And so the following question, Wynn reads, is uh, this is a question about dreams, regarding dreams. And the question is, if dreams are supposed to be a way of processing and healing issues, why do we have such difficulty recalling them? And here Ra'an through Terry gives us an answer. When you dream, you are in a different realm. You are in the creative, pre-manifestation realm, and it is a lighter form of creativity where one has a greater chance to maneuver with the elements of manifestation. This allows one to open up questions and situations they would ordinarily not open up and allows them to move in and out of situations easier. So why don't they remember the dreams? A lack of certain B vitamins can affect the remembering of dreams as the body systems, when awake, need to move the signals, the pictures of the dream, into the body system more. An individual in the dream is more capable of imaginative creativity, and as they move out of the dream state and into awakeness, the sensations and a focus of the body are connected with their surroundings. When they are dreaming, they are in a liquid state, more ethereal, more mobile, when a person moves into the waking state, their whole focus, their whole attention moves out of the dream state and into the surrounding world, to the touch, the sounds, to the frequencies, the colors that their eyes bring to them. And they have moved then into a different manifest state and the other state, the liquid state, can dissipate very fast. And when asked, 
Well, how does it work when people have precognitive dreams, dreams that predict the future? And raw on answers, time brings in incidents. Incidents bleed through into the time before the incident, where the incident is in the process within the manifest world of coming further and further into the manifest world. As time moves towards the incident, it gets more and more fixed, more and more anchored or fixed into the realm, the manifest realm. At some point, perhaps the predictive dream could be realized. And if the circumstances that were in the process of coming into the manifest realm were changed, then the incident or event could be changed. Predictive dreams can be used to aid a person to foresee what may come about if there are not changes in the sequence of events leading up to the predicted event when. So in other words, we have the word probability or possibility vortex about future events. Like all this stuff that is people's consciousness that is in a creation level that is creating future events. So all those possibilities exist now. So a person could theoretically pull in one or another and have it turn into a dream. Is that correct? Raw on. That is correct. Even more than one person may dream of an event that is about to happen. As the event becomes closer in time, it has more elements extending into cognizant reality in the third dimension. And more and more people can then pick those up when. Now, it could be that two different people could dream about the same event because there are two different probability vortices existing. Or there may be one vortex that happens in another dimension and one that is in this dimension. Could those Two things be two different dreams that two people might pick up depending on their own expansion? Ra'an. Both of those are possible. When? So dreams are never to be believed blindly. And maybe sometimes, especially if it's in the distance, there is the potential to change the thought patterns of consensus that would cause a different outcome to occur because that happened down the road. That is correct. Which is one reason why it's good to have more people on our line, because we are a group that is creating other possibilities. Raw on, yes, and giving other possibilities a better chance. And I thought that was kind of interesting about dreams. I will turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And you're right. Dreams are so important. I think when 
in the Edgar Casey book talks about how he was actually contacted by the sources through his dreams before they actually contacted him through Daphne and Terry. So um, pay attention to those guys. Now, um, in the next portion of our call, we get together with Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and Jennifer researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events. And they've also advised us that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the energy of calmness. So just like Heise was mentioning earlier about how to manifest peace, you actually have to become peaceful. Right now, let's immerse ourselves in that emotion and feeling of calmness. Become the calmness as Jennifer guides us to each area of activity. And let's gather our group energy and focus that calming frequency to any areas of concern. Jennifer? Hello, Jennifer. Star six. Thank you. (laughs) It wouldn't work. I kept hitting star six. It wasn't doing anything. Okay. You can hear me now, right? I would like to invite... Thank you. I would like to invite our sources to travel with us along with the spirit of Mother Earth. These entities can increase our intention to send calming into the areas that need it. Tonight, the first place we look at um, is the Big Island of Hawaii, and they had a very good day there. Um, Eleven total little activities, the largest of which was 2.3 at Hilo, which is kind it's it's more over by Mauna Kea, more on the um, eastern side of the island. And then the rest were all clustered around Pahala. The largest was 2.6. Let's just take a moment, and this is for upcoming, for tomorrow and the days beyond. Send additional calm, and especially to the items that we can't see, any fractures, undersea volcanoes, the hot spot in this area, and anything else that can affect it. Now we're going to move south to the New Zealand area. And it's funny, a couple of days ago we had all this activity there, and I think that the plate has settled down a little bit doesn't look as um, crazy as it did like two, three, four days ago. Uh, We had nothing worth reporting um, on the islands of New Zealand themselves, 3.0 or less. And then moving up north along the uh, Kermdek Trench, we had a 4.9 Tonga. And then moving westward, we come to uh, Vanuatu, where we had 4.9, 
And then Indonesia, we just had a few fours, nothing much to speak of, actually. And then moving uh, north to Japan, we had a 4.6. And then nothing until we get to Alaska, which the largest activity in Alaska today was a 3.5. And that was at Sitka. And pretty much nothing along the Aleutians, um, 2.0 and less. Now we're going to move south along uh, the coastline there. We're going to stop at Canada. We did have an actual report today of a 4.6, and this is the closest area there, I guess, that has a name, (laughs) is um, Port McNeil. And this is at the northern part of the Cascadia fault line. the Cascadia that runs down along our coast. So we send that region calm. And then moving down into Washington, uh, Mount Rainier was rumbling, but that was all. Nothing really in uh, Oregon either. Moving down into California, we just had two, nothing nothing much. I mean, the largest today was a 2.6 in Anza. And we have the usual rumbles at the geysers. We send calm to the San Andreas, of course, down into Southern California. And on the eastern side of the state, we have Ridgecrest and also Long Valley. We want to calm down. Now, quickly, before we leave the U.S., I want to take you guys up to um, northwest Wyoming, and this would be part of western Yellowstone. We had um, 10 earthquakes. <clears throat> this is going to be just a little bit north and west of the um, Yellowstone Lake. And this is right almost on the line with Idaho, right in that corner of the uh, state. And it's just rumbling up there, so I'm not sure what all transpiring, but we just send that whole region calm. Now we're going to zip down into Mexico, where we had 2.4 and less, down to El Salvador, 4.5 and less, mm, down to Port. Uh, we're going to move right down into South America. We had a 4.0 in Peru, 4.3 in Chile, 4.3 in Argentina. And then we're going to move down around the southern tip um, of South America, and head north along the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And we're going to stop at, um, this is called the Southern Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And this is going to actually be um, just north of the South Sandwich Islands. But this is directly on the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And we have 4.9 there. Moving north, along that same ridge, we come up to the Ascension Island area. And we've got quite a swarm going on there. Uh, A big swarm, like 5.2, 5.1, 5.0, and some fours. And then this area of Ascension Island would be on a latitude with, like, uh, the easternmost point of Brazil and on the other... 
uh, let's see, on the other side, it would be uh, Angola, just about Angola, maybe in, uh, in that region. And then we're going to move all the way north to Iceland, where we did have some low-level 3.5 and less swarming. Moving across Europe, very little to report. We had threes in Greece and Turkey. Everything else was less. Uh, moving toward Afghanistan, we had a 4.4. Tajikistan, 4.0. 4.3 in China. 4.0 in India. And a 4.3 in Myanmar. And then that brings us back to the point where we started, which was the Ring of Fire. Thank you, everyone, for your participation. And I'll send you guys back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, um, most of you on this call would probably agree that there are many other situations occurring in our world that need our attention. So in just a few moments, when we will be going on one of Wynn's guided visualizations where he will address many of those issues and help guide us, guide our focus to those areas that we're concerned about. But first, right now, the phone lines are being unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your requests and concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. Now, if you are listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I would like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. I would like to put into all my healing assistance and protection for a beautiful mother earth, a human family. Flora and fauna, all the sentient beings, I would like to ask for a, a gentle rain we be provided where necessary, uh, triple up effort for the maintenance of the world peace. And I would like to ask for a, a great deal of healing assistance and protection for our children, our animals, and indeed all the sentient beings, the trees, the bees, and everything else for the highest and greatest good of all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. I would like to continue uh, to ask for love and light and laughter and hope for the children of the world. I'm also asking for a balance of energy wherever it's needed, in all the right places, all the right means, in all the right measures. And I'd like to continue to ask for rain. And in doing so, I'd like to honor and Bless the waters of the planet. We have water within, water without, water above, water below. And so I'd like to ask the water of the planet to offer us some rain in the western United States and here in Southern California, anywhere where there are drought conditions. And also some love and healing for Terry Brown in Cottonwood, Arizona. Thank you. Tom, Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, or, and for the movie 2000 Mules. Thank you. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. All humans are part of the one infinite creator. 
or another way of saying this is that we're all children of God and each part of the whole is meant to work in harmony with and support of all the other parts for everyone's mutual benefit. And when each of us finds our purpose and our true talents and we begin to live with our feet firmly planted on the path that we're meant to walk, I believe that the entire universe can function like a well-oiled machine, each part making life better for each and every other part, each part glowing with a brighter and brighter light. I ask that this evolution and this awakening of each person be supported and quickened by the assistance of the Elohim. Thank you. Anyone else? Before we go to Jennifer, her healing list. Then please, Jennifer, go ahead. Thank you, Hi. I would just like to quickly say thank you very, very much to our sources and to encourage them and send them love and the light that they shower us with in a great appreciation for all that they're doing to assist us in our work and individually and to thank them for the individual touches they add to our lives by letting us know that they're always with us. Thank you ever so much, and I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen, and blessings to you. Over to you, Jennifer. Thank you, hi. I would like to put everyone on this call onto our healing list. And if you're listening on BBS, this includes you. And you can just speak to the Elohim silently to yourself and talk to them. They are there to listen and to assist. Um, the following people I'm going to name, um, if they need a little bit more special attention tonight, and that's, of course, Cecil and Betty, his wife, and their daughter, Jill, going through a tough time in the family. And we want to send them love, light, and healing and the result of which we ask for the highest and best for everybody in the family. And then we also want to put Lauren in the light. He's from Washington. Joe T., also from Washington. Tom in San Jose. Our moderator, Jackie, from Julian. We send you lots of love, Jackie. Antonio Jr., Senior and Abby, Maxalina in Ojai, Morning Sky in Oregon, Kathleen, our dear friend Kathleen, who is doing better. You sound good tonight. And she is recovering from an injury, head injury, and those are no fun. And then, of course, our dear, dear, dear friend, Bonnie, who <laughs> I don't know how you consistently find these absolutely pertinent readings. They're just amazing. And then, of course, last but not least is Wynn and Terry, our dear, 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 sweet Terry in the hospital. And we send you love, light, energy. Terry, your work here is not done. So we want you to get better and get back to being part of our group. And then I just want to put my 
significant other come into the love light. And I just want to say thank you to all of you guys for showing up. Love you, everybody. Muted. So right now, we are going to do our planetary visualization and take into account that right now, right on this call, we are working with the quality of grace, of the section of the Elohim that is called grace, and that we are invoking them to come in. And as they explained, that when the energy of grace comes in, it shifts the vibrations in the physical realm. So we're just going to circle our entire planet with our group energy right now. And we start out by expanding outwards. All of us have learned to interface with each other. And it's not logical or linear learning. It's just through having the experience. And they can feel the energy in the space. And then we can create a group energy that is the combination of our energies and our sources' energies. And anyone on the other side who picks up our stream and who is service to others from discarnate beings to angelic beings is invited to join this energy. So the energy becomes very powerful. We surround our planet and we expand outwards into the sun-earth connection, the sun-moon connection, the, the, the connection of each planet to the earth, the connection of the entire solar system to the earth. And in between all of these connections is what's called grid lines, where energy flows help everything connect. And so we send energy to the grids that connect everything and increase and increase the um, vibration in the interface between the higher realms and the lower realms. Now, we're taking this energy of surrounding our planet and we move all of this energy into the domain of our planet. 
and we sweep the surface of our planet with this very high vibration and ask that it can lift everything that's open to be lifted. And all those beings that came in from higher realms can might feel some sense of connection. Wanderers, the star seeds, the crystal children, the indigo children, and in fact, all of the children. And the people praying, and the animals, and the plants, and the oceans, and the dolphins, and whales. And then we move through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And we're moving this love light energy coming in from the universe into the earth herself, into her energy fields, as much as she will accept it. And we ask to heal any of the suffering and the pain and hurt that earth has gone through because of hosting units. And, and all the things that have happened on our surface. And the nuclear weapons that have gone off, the fracking, the deforestation of forests, we just send pure love to the earth. And then there are waves that go through the earth that connect to all these um, earthquake zones and volcano zones. And we ask to bring calm to those waves. And we're going to go through each of the earthquake zones and bring calm to them, starting with the rain of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, making a big loop from New Zealand to Australia, through the Philippines, through China, through North and South Korea and Japan, which are off the coast of China, through Russia, the east coast of Russia, through Alaska, through the west coast of Canada, the United States,
And while we're going through the United States, special focus on Ridgecrest, where there's been some earthquakes in that whole area, where there's fires in that area right now, through Mount Hood and Portland, through Yellowstone in Wyoming. through San Francisco and the Bay Area and Los Angeles, and then down through Mexico, Central America, South America. We zoom out and we see this entire area and we see the energy flowing into it from the higher realms, helping to bring regarding earthquakes and volcanoes. Any earthquakes and volcanoes to be released gradually and away from population centers. We go to the New Madrid fault area, which is centered in St. Louis. And the surrounding states. And we see a column of light, hundreds of miles in diameter, that can spread through the, this whole area and moved through the surface of the earth, connecting with all of the energy waves that can stimulate earthquakes and volcanoes and bring peace and calm and balance. And we go to the Mid-Atlantic Fault Line, going from Iceland to South America, thousands of miles long, and we put a longitudinal column of light going through the fault line, through the water, and into the earth. Again, asking to bring balance and calm to any earthquake and volcano potentials in that area and any of the energies underneath the planet that are connected to those phenomena. And anywhere else in the world where there are earthquake potentials, we just see ourselves surrounding the whole planet and our sources using our field and energies to move into those areas 
where there are potential earthquakes or volcanoes. We go to those areas where there is drought and reservoirs running dry, and we ask for rain. And in particular, we mentioned Lake Mead, which is the huge lake reservoir between Nevada and Arizona that flows through a, a Boulder Dam into Los Angeles, southern Los Angeles, creating water for much of southern Los Angeles and electricity. We asked for rain. We asked for ice caps melting. And we asked for protection for Boulder Dam. We go to the areas where there have been disasters and we ask for the energy of grace Christ's consciousness to move through those areas and create the inspiration for people helping each other. In South Texas, South Florida, Caribbean, North and South Carolina, all hurricanes. California fires. Alaska earthquake. Hawaii volcano. These are all events that have happened. Mexico City earthquake. Ridgecrest earthquake. And we ask for support to all those beings that lost their lives in these disasters in their continuing evolution. We go to the governments of our planet, both local and national. We ask for the quality of inspired leadership, of integrity, of ethics. of honoring the law of one and supporting people regardless of their financial status, of their religion, of their color. And we go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We 
we ask for transmutation of toxic materials, starting with radiation, chemtrails, cell phone frequencies, and any other frequencies in our space which are harmful to the health and well-being of a human or animals. We ask anything in air, water, food, or medicine to be transmuted that's harmful. And we ask for obstacles to those plans and plots by what we call the negative that are designed to disable our sovereignty and our well-being and our lives. Finally, we bring the energy back to ourselves. We put an energy dome over our home. And we ask to bring the energy from the highest realm that we are capable of receiving through our ceiling into our home, purifying every room of our house, releasing negativity, trapped entities, and protecting us from any negative thought forms which are directed towards us, no matter from who or from where. And we bring this energy now through our body, through the top of our heads, through our chakra system, enlivening our whole system and feeling the flow of energy that comes from the highest of realms while you're still in a body in this contracted realm called Earth. Reminding yourself that you are an aspect of all that is, temporarily compressed into this physical body, and that as you hold this connection, you learn to lift the space around you to the higher realms and 
be part of bringing heaven into this realm. The vibrations of heaven, the vibrations of love, the vibrations of care, compassion, and the honoring of the law of one. Thank everyone for being here. I thank all the volunteers. I especially thank Terry, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And over and out.